Hey, Redeem Church, this is Liz and Diego, and we're here uh, with the Redeem podcast this week. We are going to be talking all about what God is doing here with the youth program, and super exciting. We just got back from Sunset, Sunset Lake. Yes. Yes, we yes, went on yes. a youth camp with, um, we partnered with City Central. Really, they asked us to, to come along, and yes. so um, we're going to talk all about that today. So if you have a youth in your life, if you know someone, if you have a kiddo that's like, what, between eighth grade and like, Eighth grade to senior in high school. Senior in high school, then have them tune in because um, if they're not plugged into a youth program somewhere, they might find what we're going to say interesting. Um, we're going to talk about um, just like the what kiddos go through right now that are in that age group. And so have them tune in. Diego is, is super cool. So, <laughs> you know, they're going to want to see him and listen to him, what he's got to say. But um, just a couple of announcements. Um, you know, we're doing the Drop 5 segment each week and brian dill went last week and he spoke on romans uh two which is awesome and this week we have uh, kevin galbraith speaking on romans chapter three and so check those out um we are doing as you guys know a series on romans and we're on um romans four this week and so um, we've got a long way to go if you haven't uh, checked that out turn tune in to pastor kurt's messages and of course if you can come to olympic view baptist church on saturday nights at six o'clock um come in and tune in um to the roman series it's it's been really such a blessing to us all and and then finally um we have a couple of events to look forward to. You guys know that uh, Resurrection Sunday, Easter is coming up and we are planning a really cool uh, Passover meal event and a couple of other opportunities to, to gather together the week before um, Resurrection Sunday and obviously Resurrection Sunday. So just uh, check that out. And then we have lastly, a women's event coming up March 25th. We're going to be meeting together at the People's Plaza. So tune in for that. So Diego is, he says he's not ever been introduced before on camera. And so we want to first talk about who Diego is. So Diego, can you tell us just some important stuff that we got to know, we need to know about you? Important stuff. Okay. Important. Some of the basics first. Basics. Yeah. I am 22 years old. Okay. I was born in Guatemala. Okay. So at a country. And... I graduated from Lakes High School. Okay. Went to UWT. Now Sweet. I'm working at the airport at Alaska Airlines. And also. And T-Mobile. Yes, you are a hustler. I tell you what. So. And you're the youth minister here at Redeem, right? And so, um, tell us about how you got started working in the youth min youth ministry here. Um, I started coming to the youth group when it was Life Center South still. Okay. And after that, I started going because I liked a girl first, which is kind of like how everybody starts going to youth group for the most part. Right. Yeah. Um, but or a boy. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I don't know. I started just going more for that reason, and then I started to see all my friends hang out there, and so I kind of just wanted to join in with the crowd. And eventually, there was an event held for young adults and youth. Okay. And I think that's when God really started to tug on my heart. Mm -hmm. And I think from that moment on is when I started to really be open to God and what he had in store for me. Okay. And I decided to press in and a lot happened after that. And a lot of hardship happened after that for sure. Yeah. But it's what made me run after Jesus. Yeah. And I've been doing it ever since. That's so great. Um. So, but how do you go from attending... And being a part of youth ministry to 
like leading youth ministry? Um, I started helping out just coming early and helping mm-hmm. set up, mm-hmm. staying late, cleaning up. And eventually they would ask me to pray. Yeah. Eventually they would ask me to do little mini sermonettes here and there. Yeah. And eventually one of the youth pastors was like, hey man, this is what I see in you. Mm-hmm. And we're moving. So I really do feel like it's like great timing to hand this off over to you. Yeah. And so at first it was almost really, really scary. Not almost, it was really <laughs> scary. Because right. it just felt like a lot of responsibility. And a little bit like just day by day it just seemed like okay i could definitely see myself doing this long term mm-hmm. and the more and more i did it the more and more i fell in love with it the more and more i saw a need for it and uh, my own desire to step up yeah and yeah so and so some of the kids you've been with have, have they been with you since the beginning yes yeah yes yeah probably uh, almost half wow almost half that's awesome okay so um Tell us a bit about um, the youth here at Redeem, like just some basics, like how big is the, you know, how big is the group, some of the kids that you've been, that you've started out with, um, some of the, just some of the basics. Sweet. Yeah. Um, we fluctuate depending on the season. If it's summertime, if it's right. wintertime, holidays, that all affects um, how many people really do show up. Right now we have between 15 and 20 yeah. that show up. And so we are pretty small for the most part but it's what makes it seem more like a family and we're pretty right. rooted in that community. So it's it's great to see. No, you guys are a tight group. And you guys meet on what nights again? Wednesday nights at 7.30 here at People's Plaza in Lakewood. Have you guys noticed like just a shift in or just some changes since we've been meeting here at the new, you guys have been meeting here at the new building, just like, is there a different energy, a different vibe? Um, for sure. I think that it is super beneficial having a place to call our own. Yeah. I think whenever we go downstairs and we look around and all the walls were painted by us. Yeah. And all these plans that we have, we're excited to either paint a mural or yeah. get like our own verses up there. And it's just really exciting to see. And we actually have this one wall that we haven't painted over that has all of the verses that everybody wrote down on the walls because before yeah. we painted it, we wanted a firm foundation, which was actually the idea of one of the um, kids at youth who had it and we went along with it and we still haven't painted over that wall because we really do believe that those verses are powerful. So yeah. it's really exciting to just come into your own space knowing that you have all this room for creativity. Yeah, you guys are building something together. And just like being, I mean, on any sports team and like how, how like after a season of, you know, games and practices, like how close you feel, to like they feel like your family. And so I can just imagine that this for you guys, just, you know, painting and meeting down there and just growing this thing alongside the rest of the church, um, that it you guys are just going to, you're never going to forget this time, like, you know, starting here and and stuff and so um you have like a handful of seniors though right yes yes, yes. that's gonna be tough seeing them go at the end of this year Ugh, don't remind me oh my gosh but we're just praying for you know there's always new kids that are you know coming up and so um yeah okay so tell us about what is the, for anyone listening tell us about um you know because i'm in my 40s i've I'll be, I'll admit, I, you kind of lose touch with the youth for sure, unless you have youth in your life. So tell us what we need to know about this generation coming up. I think for this generation, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is their genuine desire for authenticity, whether mm. they know it or not. Mm, that's good. Um, 
a lot of them seem to always want something, always desire something to be a part of something. Mm -hmm. And eventually from testimonies at youth group, they find out that the world doesn't have that, that their schools don't have that, that their friend groups don't have that. And so they're, there are all these kids walking around unfulfilled, Mm -hmm. but they have no idea what to fill that void with. And so authenticity is just a word that keeps on ringing in the back of my mind when it comes to this next generation, because it is so beautiful to see that somebody genuinely craves Jesus Mm -hmm. for who he is and Mm -hmm. has a fire for him. As soon as they realize that that's the thing that will satisfy them, you know, but so, yeah, that's good. I mean, I can see that because after, you know, they want what's what's real and i guess for myself growing up when there was no social media or anything like that and now we have information overload and we've also seen how what you see is not always what it is what and what you get and so now that that's sort of like the cats out of the bag with that um i can see that this generation just wants like hey just give it to me yeah give, give it to me straight give it to me just be real be authentic so that's really great insight um but what are some of the challenges that the youth are facing right now i think obviously a pretty obvious one is going to be peer pressure yeah and i think it's more than ever now just because whenever i went to high school which i'm not going to say out loud <laughs> it feels weird um but it was like four years ago yeah. but <laughs> still feels weird yeah um yeah, the peer pressures that they have isn't the same that I had. Mm, and wow. it's just crazy to see that in such little time, mm-hmm. so much has changed. So not only peer pressure, but also the distractions. Yeah. Like, we didn't have things like TikTok. And like, obviously, back then we had Snapchat and Kick and like Facebook and all of that. But we didn't have like, at least as prevalent as it is now Mm -hmm. and how quickly information just goes like out one source into the other and all these rumors are spread and Mm -hmm. it's just so quick Mm -hmm. to get anything that you want on social media and so that creates this like fake facade or like persona in these kids that they think that they have to live up to and as a youth leader I have to fight against the world's image of what they say yes of what they think that the youth kids should be or look like and i'm just one person but i'm over here saying hey don't do don't do don't look at that don't do that don't say this don't be like that yeah um but it's really hard when something is so enticing and it feels better in the moment so it's a consistent battle for that and there's so much of that and then you're just one voice so how 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 like you want you hope that you're a, a big influence in their lives um and i and we have learned that through relationship um is is really like how people are come come to church through relationships and how like discipleship happens is through relationships and so um that is like from outside looking in and like in your role that is the benefit that you have is that these these are just images and stuff and content flashing you know on their on their device but you're the one in relationship with them and so just pray that your voice continues to be a loud one in their lives but um speaking of like um the youth and stuff and the challenges is there like a burden on your heart does any of that direct your ministry toward to them like how you decide, like, do you have a, a focus of your ministry? Is this something that burdens you? Yeah, I think one, that desire for authenticity that they have, and there's really not much out there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of them. But I think for 
the most part, my biggest thing as to why I do what I do is knowing that there are kids out there that are continuously satisfying like every desire going off of their every whim and trying to do all of that mm -hmm. and nobody's told them otherwise okay. no but like they don't know and if they do it's from their parents which they don't really listen to yeah and other kids that are believers may not have been taught how to be firm enough in their faith yeah. to share it with their friends and so part of the, like the goal for you, this youth group is for us to really have a firm foundation and to be able to stand firm in our faith mm -hmm. wherever we go, not just in a church setting, not just um, at youth group, mm -hmm. but at work and at school when we're not surrounded by Christians, but mm -hmm. we're surrounded by the world. Do you feel like that kind of um, teaching or focus is something that you can... Um, talk about here and there or are you finding that it has to be layered on like instilled over and over and over and over again i think every at least for me every sermon that i preach every mm -hmm. week has mm -hmm. some sort of call to action okay and that call to action is always for that firm foundation and that authenticity because if as believers they aren't standing firm if they don't mm -hmm. preach if they're ashamed of the gospel, then what's going to happen is, yeah, we have a whole bunch of believers over there, but nobody's going to see that light up on the hill that we're supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Wow. And they just don't know how to answer to the hope that they have, kind of like how the Bible asks, is, are you ready mm -hmm. to answer for that hope and that joy that you have? And so I think that it's really important not only to teach that, but to also live it out with testimonies and examples through my life and their life. Yeah, I was going to well. say your, your life is probably <laughs> one of the biggest teachers, like how you live your lifestyle and what, how you model that. That's like, it can be a lot of pressure too. Yeah. Um, so can you think back like in this, I mean, it's, we're in February, end of February, right. But um, where are some of the, um, what are some of the scriptures and, or chapters or books that you've been teaching out of this past year, this year so far? We've been going through First John, okay. First Peter. Okay. We've been going through John, the Gospel of John. Okay. Um, Romans. We talk about Romans and a lot. You guys are in Romans too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we kind of just go back and forth. We haven't studied one book in specific this year. Mm -hmm. We finished off a Daniel study. Oh, that's so cool. So we did that, and it's been it's been really good for sure. Do but the kids we, like being in the Word? Oh yeah. Are they hungry I, for it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the most encouraging things for me mm -hmm. that keeps me in check and keeps me in my word is part of that encouragement saying, hey, they know what they're talking about. So if I don't know what I'm talking about, they're going to call you on it. Exactly. And that's so, cool. but that's a beautiful thing to have is accountability within your kids. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. That's so great. Okay. So tell us about, um, like, what is a typical youth night here at Reem? So like I said, we start at seven 30. Okay. So usually kids come in we have music playing we got snacks mm -hmm. we got a ping pong table we got a cool little hangout yeah um, we do set up downstairs so yeah. we hang out for a little bit yeah we have worship so that's really good too mm -hmm. and then we have the message and then one of the things that we do after the message is we take time to debrief okay so that we make sure that every kid understands not only what was talked about but if they have anything to like question any doubt but also anything that concerns them or they don't agree with. Mm -hmm. We open it up to some things that they don't necessarily agree with because I love to wrestle with them. And it, I think wow. it's important for me to sometimes like at debrief, I 
kind of delegate a leader okay. to lead debrief okay. so that I take a step back and I see them wrestle with each other. That's and so they great. have these really important questions that a lot of adults may not even know the answers to, and but they're asking their peers. Yeah. And so I think it's really important that they do that because they're wrestling. And obviously I'll step in if there's like too much disagreement yeah. or if there's like, if they're the conversation isn't going the path that go it was sideways, meant to go. Yeah. Exactly. But for the most part, I don't have to do that because yeah. they just wrestle with it. And they're like, well, no, like this verse says this and this verse says that. Wow. And they just bounce off of each other and they build on each other. And I just get to sit back and just watch it and just be so excited yeah. to even have that going on. So it's not just a simple, hey, let's see what you got out of this message. But hey, yeah. what are you what are you struggling with believing about that message right now? Yeah. So I mean, I, I know from experience that having a culture like that to be to talk, you know, openly with one another, that takes a while to build. Yeah. Have you noticed that? That is this is it like coming into fruition now, or is this like like these open discussions? Is is this something that or has been going on? Like, how did you cultivate that? I think especially the, with like new kids, meaning other new kids, and and yeah. like yeah. I think for the new kids, mm -hmm. we have built a community that is very welcoming. I would say yeah, and that are open to new relationships, but most importantly that know the importance of community whether you're new or whether you've been there for five years yeah once you know that community is important you know that other people need it too yeah and so when you recognize that need in other people and you see somebody new you kind of have this desire for them to be in community with you yeah and so it's like you push one domino down and it's like that domino effect and you start that with one person and then they do it with them and yeah. then they do it with them and then do it and then so it gets passed along and mm -hmm. you really just have to focus some extra energy obviously on your student leaders maybe yeah but have it to where everybody is able to do that and everybody's able to be welcoming and everybody's able to kind of understand and express their desire and need for community yeah and what i know about you is that it's you i know you got this debrief thing sounds really awesome but i know that you spend a lot of time in relationship and communication outside of youth group too and so like the kids feel like they can come to you about others about anything yeah. really and so it's not just it's not compartmentalized like the youth program is just this night and just these relationships and this night but it's you guys have created you know relationships beyond that and yeah. so i think that is like a you know one of your strengths yeah. for sure <laughs> is that you're very involved with the kids and and stuff so um okay so thinking about the kids that like the youth program that you have now and like where you guys have where you guys have come um from and what's going on like a like current you know situation what is your hope and your vision for like just like one year out like where do you see it in a year one year out i would say definitely more adult leaders okay in the room yeah. just because i've noticed what value is in having people that are obviously i'm if like five years maybe older than them right and that's like at most right like five right. six years at most and so yeah i'm i may be a little bit older but having somebody in there that's in their 30s that's in their 40s yeah. that's in their 50s like yeah as it may not sound as important because they're not quote unquote relatable anymore, yeah. but they also bring so much power to the word because they've lived so much more and their testimony is so intense and powerful. 
And even if it's not intense and it's like whole crazy thing, they've been able to experience God in so many different ways, which is valuable for anybody to listen to. Yeah. And knowing that they're not only supported by me, who is super close to their age and their peers, but also having adults cheer them on when a lot of times all the youth has been hearing is they're lazy because they're on social media all the time Mm -hmm. or they don't want to go out and like find a job or they don't want to do schoolwork that they don't have any motivation. Seeing those adults in there, they acknowledge that these adults are taking time out of their day to be there. Whether they vocalize it or not, they know that it's intentional and they know that it's that there's a cost to it yeah and adults showing up shows that adults are willing to pay a cost take time out of the day to be intentional to yeah. simply just be there for invest them. in their lives invest in their yeah. lives exactly i mean that can't hurt to have um as many healthy adults that who, who are caring about kids and in kids lives so yeah. i we're going to go into um the youth camp which i got to go and be a part yes. of but you know like speaking of if there are parent volunteers or um you know people within the church that want to serve in any way it's you know like teaching when i was a school teacher you teach teach the kids but the kids teach you and it's the same thing that i just experienced like i was going to the youth camp to help out and just be a part but i was i received just as much if not more than i gave and so there's always um it's just it's actually surprising too like what you can receive from being with uh like kids <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, i have my own right and they take they they there's a lot of energy is expended and you and you get stressed out and tired and stuff and you and you feel like depleted but um i forget how much they how much kids in the youth group like also give back so just being around them just different energy like you need to be out i think like we're all probably because of covid and stuff we all tend to be in bubbles and we have our you know have your crew you have your people you you do this or that especially with you know like the world's not totally opened up but it's i i found a lot of value like being in an entirely different community like partnering with city central you know there's just it's just different and it's really refreshing to be um, in in a group that you don't normally hang out with. So anyway, uh, that's a that's like a selling point if anybody wants to uh, <laughs> volunteer. But like, okay, so in terms of like a year out vision for kiddos, like I I know when I was a school teacher, I literally when I thought of future stuff, I literally thought of a certain group of kids and where I wanted to take them. And so like, okay, just, just to the end of this year, right. Mm-hmm. You're the group that you've got, what do you have? Like a, a hope, like just ha- what you want to see them yeah. get to or. Um, yes. And we've actually already started talking about that because okay. I like to say things in advance to what we're going to do for the year and just kind of yes. set the tone and the pace for that. I think yes. that's important. Yes. One of the things that um, we've, talked about and have been talking about and are praying for is I want to see everybody in there teach a sermon at least once. That's good. Yeah. Whether they feel ready or not, we'll right. like push the ones that aren't ready and right. we'll help them and we'll encourage them and they can go a little bit later, but they're still going to go regardless. Yeah. And we've already had a student go ahead and like preach and yeah. we're having a, we're having, I think there's like three or four on the list that are doing it in March. Cool. And so that's really exciting. So definitely teach. I love this. But not only to teach um, a sermon just like that, just for practice or whatever, but it's so they can share the gospel and get comfortable with speaking about the word of God 
and yes. have it be accurate. Right. That's a really good and important way to get in the word and to teach is share it with other people. Yeah. And, and what it takes before you share is a bit of that process, like of reading, obviously the word, but maybe doing a little bit of study, you know, cross-referencing that process right there is, is, is really, um, is really important for anybody who wants to like teach, but for kids, especially just like, Oh, this is what it takes. Like, And, and how much value you get from learning your own and, and going through the process. But anyway, keep going. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, just like you said, yeah. the process I think is super important Yeah. because yeah, they do their devos and they do this and they read their word and they, so it's great. But the student that actually preached would, he met me a week before mm-hmm. and he That's ran so through funny. his sermon yeah. with me. He said that he's been practicing in the mirror, <laughs> that he was reading all this over and over and over again to see yeah. what God was going to speak through. Because there's this like nervousness when you're going to teach and preach because of the responsibility yeah. and just like the weight that it holds. Yeah. So you want to do it well. Yeah. So there's part of it that you don't want to, I guess, disappoint God in 100%. any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether or not that's the correct mentality to have, it pushes you to the word. Yeah. And it pushes you to praying more about it. And it pushes you to be want to want to be more accurate and to yeah. want to be better at sharing the word of God. Yeah. And so that's exactly what happened. And obviously, yeah, they were nervous and um, not everything went perfect, right? but there were hard questions that were answered. Yeah. There were testimonies that were shared that weren't even planned. Yeah. And, they learn from their peers and they can see, hey, if he can do it, I want to do it too. Mm-hmm. And then they get to encourage themselves. And once again, I get to sit back and just watch that happen, which is beautiful. That is so that is so great. And and then because you you're you teach regularly, um, the joy when you are in the moment teaching and the Holy Spirit is working through you and you're like, I know that that was the Holy Spirit in that yeah. in that moment. That's like, obviously that's, that's priceless, precious. And so for the kids to get to experience the Holy Spirit working through them, when we step out in faith, like, yes, I think that it's the Holy Spirit is in the process of, of preparing and planning. The Holy Spirit is in that guiding you and stuff, but there's also in the moment too, that I mean, I, I'm guessing some people even like to teach or preach just simply for that like thrill of the Holy yeah. Spirit working through them. So that is off, off, amazing that you're giving them that experience. It's going to build confidence. And so um, that's, that's cool. I, I want to come check, check you it out. Please. Yeah. I want to come see the you kids. Guys too. I don't want to make them more nervous, but I definitely want to come check it out because I mean, like the best way to, to learn is actually to teach. Like you have to mm-hmm. kind of not, not fake the funk. It's not faking the funk, but it's like, I know when I was a school teacher and I had to teach like science stuff, I'm like, I don't know that. <laughs> so I'm like brushing up real quick. And then as I'm teaching it, it comes out as if I've known this for like a lifetime. No, I just looked at it last week. <laughs> right. So anyway. That's how it is. Uh, yeah, that's how it is. Um, never with the Bible though. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, last thing we want to talk about on this episode is we want to tell you about what we just um, went to. We went to Sunset Lake Youth Camp with City Central and um, it was three days. And so... Um, each um there was a diego was one of the 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 teachers there speakers there and um the youth pastors youth youth pastors spoke there and so we had these breakout sessions of learning and worshiping and we also were divided into teams and we did like a mini olympics 
And so kids from our church and from City Center were mixed together. I was on Team Egypt. By the way, I think we came in last. Okay. <laughs> Dead last. It is what it is. It is what it is. But it was so fun. Um, it was really fun. Like, I, I, I loved playing basketball and dodgeball, truth be told. And, oh, like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was really cool. So, um, but what I wanted to talk about, on, about concerning that was the theme that you guys picked. Can you tell mm -hmm. us about the theme? Yeah, the so um, the theme was set apart. Okay. And as simple as it sounds, there was a lot of planning and intentionality behind it. Yeah. I we tell. met with the pastors of City Central weeks before, and we met multiple times to talk about it. Yeah. And to really sit on it, pray on it, and see something that we all agreed with. And yeah. that was just like the emphasis yeah. that we came up with. And um, the reason why we chose Set Apart okay. was because we genuinely believed that... <clears throat> It is the most crucial moment right now yes. to be that difference. And so one of the things that we talked about over the weekend is if what the Bible says is true, that we okay. are ambassadors of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. if we are the hands and feet, if we yeah. are called to be the light at that hill, you know, we're not going to put like a shade over it. We're not going to put it on the ground. We're not going to cover it up. Yeah. Then are our lives an example of that yeah and that was a huge and there's a lot to touch on that yeah but we definitely tried our best to kind of explain and encourage the reason why as believers we have to live look and be different yes not to be completely set apart from the world just because we want to be different or unique but yeah. because we are called to be set apart and um to look different it's mm -hmm. for god yeah and that's that part that a lot of people miss it's not to be set apart means to distance yourself from the world yeah it's set apart for god for his honor and for his glory so you yeah. have to kind of disassociate yourself not with the world but disassociate to with what the world is creating you to be or wants you to mm -hmm. be and you have to attach yourself to jesus so that you can be set apart in the way that his will wants that's so good. I mean, I, I listened to it and they, they, all of you guys did a great job, like contextualizing what their own, their, their experiences, right? So they're in school and they're going to be in sports teams or they're going to be doing this or that. And what that looks like to be set apart in, in a, in the context of school and in, and even in your friend groups and yeah. that um, it's so I like the wording you guys used, like be weird. Yeah. Like it's okay to be, to be weird. And, um, Maybe go tell us a little bit more about that because actually that sounds pretty pretty. No one pretty wants weird. to be weird, but tell us about like why it's cool to be to be weird for God. Um, I think one of the best ways that I would like to explain it is actually a testimony from one of our students. Sweet, okay, love this. And what she shared from what she got from Get Weird was okay. actually to be more herself. That's so good. Yeah. And I was a little bit confused with that. So. Okay. We just wanted to dig deeper and in front of the whole youth group she kind of explained and what she meant was a lot of times the world is not going to want you to be yourself because they want you to be like this they want you to buy this they want you to look like this yeah and there's all these like self-image issues there's all of these products and all of these ways to make you not be you yeah and the fact that it's considered weird to even be yourself is something hard that a lot of kids and a lot of students have to wrestle with. Mm 
Yeah. And so the fact that getting weird for her meant, hey, I'm going to be weird and be myself. Right. And one of the things that I love to say that I actually got from one of my friends is weird is different. Different is cool. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. so it's just a different way to look at it. Yeah. But that's that's a really good way that I've heard it explained. Yeah. And I I like that when you're set apart, you're not totally alone. I mean, they're, the Lord is going to be so good. Like if you decide to um, abstain from some of the things that, that the world is doing. You guys talked a lot about letting, you know, like abstaining from sin, like the mm -hmm. sinful ways of the world. And, um, and so what that's going to, that there's going to be some struggle in that by saying no, or I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to curse. I'm not, whatever X, Y, Z is that when you set yourself apart from doing these things, you're not actually going to be totally alone. The Lord is so good to provide a community mm -hmm. of, and that there's joy in this too, mm -hmm. that, um, kids are going to find, um, when you're actually living right for the Lord, you're actually filled with peace and joy. You're not depriving yourself of something when you set yourself apart. You are actually be able to, when they talked a lot about removing something so that the Lord can fill. So anyway, there, like you said, there was so much to say about this theme set apart that you guys, we talked about. You guys talked about the whole weekend. I, um, from my perspective, um, seeing this like, you know, 60 or so, you know, youth, uh, I, I've seen, I saw so much passion, y'all, like when worship sessions are going on, these kids, you know, and there's still some, there were some there that weren't, weren't believers. So not everybody, they're like still working through this. And, but um, there are kids in the most humble postures on their knees, like hands raised, like, and not for show. Uh, literally the environment was, it was such that it was like, <laughs> If you feel comfortable, then like, then, then, you know, worship the Lord in this way. And I saw kids just loosen up and just, um, you know, on their crying and, and with joy and on their knees and worshiping the Lord. I, what I saw was a lot of passion and it reminded me of, um, what it's like to get to know your first love, like the Lord as your first love. And if we've been, if any of you've been Christians for a long time, if you can think back to that first time when like first, you know, could be first few years, months, weeks, whatever, like that initial passion. And um, yeah, I guess a little bit, it does not to say it fades. It just maybe changes, but like it reminded me of like when you have your first love, actually like a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you don't know what that love feels like. It's all kind of new. You just do, you just can express yourself the way you think you should you feel and then the world slowly teaches you oh well, that's that's not cool or that's not right or there's this way to do it but initially on the onset you're just like i'm just doing this and so that's kind of what it reminded me of is um kids were just expressing themselves how they felt and it was really really cool to see so i was very refreshed by it um and i can see like i remember youth camp i mean truth be told i was pretty boy crazy i was like uh where's where so-and-so going i wanted to check out where he's going i wasn't really paying attention in fact i think we watched star wars at youth camp would not it's not bad it's just that's what i remember watching star wars and then having some crush on some kid but the but this group i didn't see that going on like they were excited to worship they were excited to learn the discussions are super great kids were like you know, working things out and talking about, you know, you know, what, what's going on in their, in their schools and in their relationships. And, and like, they were talking about, okay, this is what I'm going to do to set myself apart or for the Lord. 
And um, anyway, I just, it's like, I really just sense the maturity already in these, in these kiddos. So um, super, I was just super energized after the, after the youth camp. And so anyway, you guys are planning on hopefully praying and doing one um, this summer. Yes. So if you're a kiddo and you're yes. looking for a camp experience, it's super fun. So like get so many games, awesome music. Like they were like blasting the music in the gym. I'm like, this is amazing. Like I'm like four, almost 43. I need more of this in my life. Like just playing basketball in the gym to like Christian rap. I'm like, it was, I was living my best life. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, Anyway, there's probably so much more we could say with youth, and we'll definitely like bring updates um, this year with the youth and stuff via this podcast. But I like to give a word for the youth and um, a verse and stuff. And so I came across First uh, Timothy four twelve. So that says, "Do not let anyone look down on you because you were young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity." And then a cross-reference to that concerning purity was um, Psalm 119.9. It says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to God's word? And so I just thought this was, um, I love these verses because God uses kid, people at any age for his glory and his purposes. And um, the youth can be a power, or Pat can be a can be powerful um, and influencers. That's like obviously a buzzword now. Powerful influencers, even to adults. And what I saw out of that youth camp is a, is like generation coming up that is passionate and and seeking authenticity, like you said, and um, wanting to wrestle with the, the truth and and not being ashamed to 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 tell it and so and to live it out. And so I my own my what I thought about this was that kiddos like the youth they are inundated with social media content from the left right it's there's great christian content out there and great christian teaching but to always remember to keep the bible the entirety of the bible if you can on an app or like an actual book at hand and looking at that daily and in just the regularity of of seeking the word not these like 30 second instagram yes. or twitter yeah. discipleship <laughs> stuff that's not enough guys so just stay in the word and your walk and your purity walk is is going to be is going to be fruitful so yes. that's that's my verse for the youth um any okay. last words minister diego minister diego um no well actually yeah if you guys want to come hang out yeah. get to be a part and join us please go ahead and reach out do so we do meet at people's plaza in lakewood at 7 30 on wednesdays so yep. we hope to see you guys and hopefully be a community for you. Yeah, that's great. Um, also, we didn't mention at the start of this episode that we're starting what we're calling Kingdom Come Prayer Nights, KCP. And these are going to be worship and prayer nights that we're going to do once a month, probably the first Wednesday of each month, starting in um, uh, April. And so the youth, and we're going to do that at People's Plaza on Wednesday nights from about 7 to 830 and the youth are going to be coming to that, joining with us from like 7, 7.30, 7.45 to 8, worshiping with us, praying with us. And that way that the 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 adult, you know, the adults at Redeem and the youth can and interact and pray and worship together. And so that is something to look forward to for everybody is to come check out 
uh, Kingdom Come prayer nights at People's Plaza on Wednesdays, first first Wednesday of the month. Just give God our first prayer, our first worship, set the tone, and we just want to build a culture of, of worship and prayer, obviously, here at Redeem. So um, that's that. And yeah, um, it's been, uh, sorry, it's a little long, uh, but we hope you enjoyed getting to know um, uh, Diego, and he's just doing great things. And so just remember to cover him in prayer each week yes. and, and just pray for the youth in our community. So yes. Yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys uh, next week. Much love. Bye. Bye.